Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. This is not only going to be an exciting episode, but one thing I can guarantee you, there'll be for sure no lack of energy between Anthony Gordon and my dear friend, Naveen Jain. So let me just make a short intro because Naveen needs very little uh, introduction. There I was in 1999, Israel, Jerusalem. And since I was a kid, Naveen, everyone used to say, Either I've got Duracell batteries somewhere like under my yarmulke or I was dropped in a bottle of Red Bull. But yep. And I saw out of the peripheral vision, some guy that was had effervescent energy that. And I said, one second, this is the Indian version of Anthony Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) And Naveen and I hit it off in 1999, almost, I don't know, two decades. uh, You know, a lot has happened. And then we reconnected and we picked it up like. There was, uh, you know, uh, like, like it was yesterday. So one of the reasons why Naveen is a special, special, special person, in my opinion, is the premise of the Anthony Gordon show really started when I, as, as someone who speaks to and, con- you know, and interacts with a lot of primarily millennials, I was concerned that we are developing a generation of automatons, of, of zombies that whatever they're hearing and seeing, they just parrot back and, they, and they're not critically thinking and they're saying inside, uh, you know, whatever, they just parrot whatever the media says and, and it's dangerous because some, some of the things are not accurate and we've seen a spike in, in teenage suicides. We've seen the most divisive society and, and it pains me because I've been someone who goes across all different cultures and races and cha- that's been my, that's who I am. I tell you why Naveen is an amazing, amazing guest. Besides the fact that he is an incredibly successful serial entrepreneur, someone who takes his philanthropy as seriously as he takes his business, meaning very judiciously looks at solutions, not just handing people the ability to be a fish, but making fishing rods. But he's probably one of the very much an out of the, he's a disruptive guy. He's out of the box. And I think that that's the kind of uh, f- focus and the kind of uh, uh, I think the kind of message that really is underlying this program because I want people to think about things that are uh, that they've never thought of being possible and think outside of the box. So Naveen, firstly, it's great to see you, buddy, and welcome to the Anthony Gordon Show. First of all, Anthony, it is such a pleasure to be talking to you. And you talk about energy. You know, when two energies connect with each other, they really, to some extent, create fusion. And when you fuse that energy, the amazing amount of things that come out of it. And so to me, having people around you who uplift you, people who make you better every day, that is what we need in this world. Not the people who are always trying to pull other people down by showing how great they are. 
And to me, the Instagram culture or the Facebook culture, you know, Facebook to me is basically a brag book or a bitch book. I mean, that's really all that happens. Either you're bragging about some shit so or you're bitching about some shit. Right? Brilliantly said. And, uh, that is really to me. And what happens is in olden days when I, we were young, we knew the minute we left school and we came home, it was a safe place. There was nobody else yep. who could actually get to us and bully us. Yep. Now the social media, there is no getting away. They are with you 24-7. So you really have no place where you find peace. And, you know, as a millennial, oh, and I think a lot of the things, by the way, I'm not picking on millennial, to be honest with you. Every generation, when we were young, our parents say the same thing. The next generation yeah. <laughs> is going to be the generation that completely destroys this planet, right? Every generation has had the same issue with the next generation. Now, yeah, uh, but, you know, interestingly, what I find is I have three children who have all grown up. And, you know, in, honestly, if I look at my life and I said, what would I say has been my biggest accomplishment? It won't be anything that I did. It is what our children are doing. They are doing some amazing things by actually amazing. continuing on the same journey of helping people live better. And as I think you and I have always talked about that, our success is never going to be measured by how much money we have in the bank. It will Beautiful. always be measured by how many people's life you actually improved. And that is a sign of success, right? And we amazing, taught that amazing. to our young children when they were very young is to see this is how you should measure your success, right? Uh, and I said, look, you may inherit a lot, but your self-worth doesn't come from what you own. Your self-worth comes from what you create. And if you haven't created anything and you own, you're still a parasite on humanity. So just do me a favor. Don't be a parasite. Go out Love and it. do something amazing, right? You know, it's amazing. <laughs> One of the things that we, after not speaking for so many years that we just connected is we both are very proud of our kids, right? And I picked that up and listen, Naveen's being very modest. All of his kids are incredibly successful, but I'll tell you one thing they inherited from their beloved father is they're making a difference and they're giving, they're giving and you said it so well. We've both been surrounded. I mean, I've been on enough private jets and enough... Your, your net worth is not synonymous with your self-worth. Yeah. It's about how you move the dial. And the reason why I think, I, the reason why I think you're a popular guy and you people think of is number one, since I've met you, you've never been overly concerned about what people think. This is who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm making a difference. I'm, I, I'm a selfless guy. If you think I'm nuts, you know, what you think of me is none of my business. Number one. <laughs> And number two, you genuine, your sincerity is so real. You're not waiting for likes or, or for, you know, and so you are proactive and not a reactive guy. Well, so first of all, I think I'm glad, you know, the way to think about life is the day you fall in love with yourself is the day the world will fall in love with you. And this is what I call the self-love. And self-love is not about being self-conceited. It is simply about not waiting for someone else's approval for you to pursue your own dreams. When you yeah. have a dream, go out and pursue. You don't need someone to tell you to go do it, right? One of the things that I also find really fascinating is that if you're going to do something, 
And when you tell someone what you're going to do, and if they don't think that's crazy idea, you're not thinking big enough. You want to think so big that people think you're crazy because when someone thinks you're crazy, that means you're onto something that is worth doing, right? Because, and here's why, the day before any breakthrough, any breakthrough, the day before it is a crazy idea, and the day after the breakthrough, it's an obvious idea, right? And that right. breakthrough is what it takes for a crazy idea to become an obvious idea. Brilliant. Now, interestingly, a yeah. lot of the young people who have not seen the world, right. they are afraid to fail. They're just afraid to do something because they may fail. And what I realized was that any idea you have may or may not work. But every idea that does not work is simply a stepping stone to a different idea and a bigger idea. And you only fail in life when you give up. Everything else is simply a pivot, right? So you only fail when you give up. And if you don't give up, you're simply pivoting until you find it works, right? I think Thomas Edison said the best way. I did not fail a thousand times. I simply figured out the thousand ways it doesn't work. And that allowed me to find the one way that it does work. Beautiful. Would you say, I always try and put myself in the mind of my listeners and think, what would they want to ask Naveen Jain? He has, he has three ideas that I think they would, someone's driving down the four or five year in LA or someone on the freeway in Seattle and they're thinking, has Naveen learned more from his successes or his failures? It's interesting thing is, you learn from everything. You learn from every day of your life. So when you, yeah. someone asks me, say, who is your mentor? I say, life is my mentor. Life never stops teaching you. In fact, you stop learning, but life never stops teaching you, right? right. And that is the thing that is, it is not in success or failure. It is what we define that to be a success or a failure. No event in itself is a success or a failure. I mean, in fact, even the things that you look today and you call them something bad happened or that was a failure, a decade from now, when you look back, you're going to say that was 100%. the best thing that ever happened. So was that a success or was that a failure, right? 100%. So to me, it's the perspective you have. And one thing that I know, it just on the same concept, Anthony, I think you're going to, learn, you're going to really enjoy this, uh, how I look at life is that if you want to live a life, the only way to live a life for you to be alive how do, you know how do you know you're alive? You have a heartbeat, right? Right. What does a heartbeat look like? It goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And when it's smooth, you're dead. Beautiful. Now, imagine that is life. If you're not having these ups and downs, then Beautiful. you're not alive. When you're looking for something smooth in your life, you're looking for a life of a dead person, right? That's you're amazing. looking for life to be a zombie. And the beauty of this up and down is when you are down, all you have to do is hunker down, keep your friends and family close to you. Know that the next beat is going to be up. And when you are on top of that beat, never become so arrogant because remember the winter is coming and winter shall come, right? And that is the life. So you have to expect the downs and you have to accept. And you have to accept them when they happen. So it's expecting them to be happening and accepting them when they happen. And that is life. Beautiful. I can tell you, I love that idea, by the way. It's, it's so and most people are flatlining. They're just trying to cruise yeah. through life. And I heard a beautiful quote. I think it's on the same. When you're on the top, you've got to be grateful. When you're on the bottom, you've got to be graceful. Yes. Because it's, it's a cycle. You, you, one thing that, I mean, God gave you, both of us have a, a certain way of, of, of thinking differently. So, mm-hmm. 
our listeners out there that are saying, you know, it's all very well for Naveen to say this. He's made all these companies. But how can I start to think about being disruptive? How do I start thinking about problems in a different way? That, that's, that's probably, uh, you know, as I look through preparing for the show, you are for sure an out-of-box, you're a, you're a lateral, not a linear thinker. So our listeners are thinking, he's saying what he's saying resonates, but how can I start recalibrating my mind? Well, it's actually really interesting. The mindset is the number one thing that changes who you become. So this, your belief system, your belief system is what stops you from achieving your own dream because you actually have put in this filter in front of your eyes that doesn't let you see what is reality. In fact, to me, the imagination is the only limit to what we can achieve and everything else is achievable, right? Only things that cannot be achieved is the one we cannot imagine or ones that we believe that we cannot do, right? When you, the minute you say, I can't do it, it becomes impossible for you to do it, right? The thing that I found, another one that my mom, when I was young, my mom would say, Naveen, you're so bright. You can do anything you want. And the next sentence came out of her mouth was, sky is the limit, right? And she put that limit right there without realizing that sky doesn't exist. Sky is a figment of our imagination. There is no physical barrier called sky. When you go from here to Mars, you don't say, hey, mom, I just passed the sky. Right? There is no sky. And my point is sky is this imaginary barrier that we put in front of ourselves. And the reason is you look up and you cannot imagine that you can cross that barrier. Now, how many barriers we have put, which are our skies? Like, I'm a brown guy. I can't do this. I grew right. up in in tough neighborhood. I can't do this. I don't have this education. I can't do that. Or worse yet, I know nothing about this subject. I can't do that. In fact, to me, the biggest asset you have is not act being a naive, being not being an expert is really your biggest asset. Every company that I start is never in the same industry. And the reason is the minute you become expert in anything, you become incrementalist. You can be 10% better than anybody else, but you'll never be 10 times better than someone else. Brilliant. To be 10 times better, you have to challenge the foundation of what everyone has taken it for granted. And that comes simply by asking a different question, right? Yep. And I'll give you an example of how that works, right? Okay. So, so let's assume someone says, hey, I want to be able to go to Mars and I'll live on the Mars. And I think that is really what the humanity is set to do. Okay. Next question people say, is, well, that's all good, but how are you going to grow the food on the Mars? Now, that is a mindset of thinking that the world works in a certain way. Our belief system is if you're going to live somewhere, you need food. Instead of asking how are you going to grow the food, what if you ask a question, why do we eat food? Just by asking why do we eat food, you suddenly realize, oh, the only reason we need food is we need energy and we need nutrition. And you say, oh, that's easy. Energy. How are the, what are the different ways we can get energy? Well, plants get energy from photosynthesis. There are bacteria that grow in the radioactive nuclear waste. What do they do? They figured out how to protect their DNA from radiation, and they use radiation as a source of energy. Now, what if we can take the genetic material from that bacteria, modify our own genes in vivo using CRISPR, and next thing you know, we don't need to live in a biosphere. We can be walking as, as is because we are protected from radiation. 
And by the way, telling Amazing. your honey and say, honey, do you want to go out for a walk and get some radiation? That's our dinner, not pizza, right? My point is, That's suddenly by simply asking a different question allows you to change, find a solution to the problem that no one has ever thought about. Now, my next company, as you know, I started Viome, which is my healthcare company. Yeah, we are- Everyone was so focused on finding and saying, look, the chronic diseases are not solvable. The best you can do is to manage them. And I, you know, to me, it occurred, why do the people think that way? And it was because they, all they were looking at was your genes. You're born with your genes. And what happens to you is a bad luck because you, an answer is, we now know that your genes don't matter. There are very, very few diseases that are actually genetic diseases. And in fact, these genetic diseases, Anthony, have a name. You know what their name is? It's called rare genetic diseases. Now, can you tell me why they call rare genetic diseases? It's called a re- real genetic rare, disease? Rare genetic disease. Because they are rare, right? That's why so they, they call rare genetic disease, right? So my point is they are so rare. Most diseases are not genetic. They happen because of something changes. Our gene expression is always changing, right? So today, if you do my DNA test today, and now right. let's assume a year from now, I gain 100 pounds. My DNA hasn't changed. Now I get diabetes. My DNA hasn't changed. I get depression, my DNA hasn't changed, I get heart disease, I get dementia, I get Alzheimer's, and then I die. 10 years after I die, you take my DNA, it still hasn't changed, right? You can still look at the DNA of a dinosaur. So DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive, let alone you're healthy or sick. And that was, so when I looked at that, I'm thinking, there you have it. Instead of focusing on DNA or your genes, what if we focus on gene expression, we'll be able to solve this problem, right? And that's literally, I had no idea what gene expression was. I didn't know how to do it, but just that thought process, we found the technology, got the gene expression, and then we learned that it, our human genes only account for less than 1% of all the genetic material in our body. 99% of the genetic material in our body is not our own. It doesn't come from a mom and dad. It comes from the microbiome that we acquire while we're going through the birth canal, and then we air we breathe, food we eat, all that microbiome actually makes us who we are. So we are a walking, talking ecosystem. Hmm. Now, so interestingly, just by understanding what your microbes are doing in your body, understanding how what genes are being expressed, we are now able to tell people simply based on that. So here's what happens, Andrew. You That's go to viome.com, you order a kit, you give us a touch of a stool, couple of drops of your fingerprint blood, and very soon we're adding saliva to it. And what we give back to you is, what's your biological age? What is your immune health? What is your cellular health? What is your gut health? And by the way, we give you every health insight. And then we tell you what foods you should not eat. And here's why. So we say, don't eat broccoli or cabbage, even though you think they're healthy for you, but we noticed your sulfide production is too high. So this is very important. I want our listeners to hear this. Not only is it diagnostic, right? But after uh, the stool sample, the uh, blood, you can say, okay, Anthony, you are biologically 22 years old, but your whole life, you thought lettuce was going to make sure that you live till you're 210, but, but you're actually killing yourself, buddy. That's right. And that's literally what happens. We, it told me when I started the company, don't eat a spinach. Even though Popeye told you spinach is good for you, Popeye was not the scientist. For you, the spinach is harming you. Don't eat because you oxalate 
metabolism is very low. Don't you're eating too much protein right now. It's not being digested. You need to cut down the protein or take digestive enzymes with your protein. And by the way, don't take curcumin or turmeric because you think it's good for you. It's actually harming you because your bile acid is too high. Don't take vitamin B3 because your uric production is too high. But however, you do need 22 milligram of amylase every day. You need 19 milligram of elderberry every day. You need 79 milligram of berberine every day. And guess what? We actually make those capsules for you only with those ingredients in that dosage just for you. Customized. You Customized. Need, unique to Anthony Gordon. Not, not uh, So LeBron James has something else, yeah. right? That's right. Every single person based on your test. And when you do a retest again, we say, oh, now your body has changed. You don't need elderberry and berberine. What you need now is magnesium and this. Right. Whereas DNA is always the same. It sounds yeah. like your microbiome, it change and fluctuate throughout your age and stage, depending on. And the food you eat, the air you breathe, the people you meet. Right? So we're looking at your microbiome and we're looking at how the, how the host, which is us, is interacting with them, what is causing inflammation, what is causing the anti-inflammatory uh, reaction. And then we look at all of that and say, take this, don't take this, take these supplements, right? And by just doing that, uh, Anthony, we published a paper that shows in four months, people who followed this, their diabetes score measured by HbA1c came down by 30%. Jeez. Their depression came down by 36%. Their anxiety measured by GAD7 came down by 32%. And their IBS score, which is SSS, came down by 40, 40%. Huge. Right? Huge. Just with the food as a medicine. Food. And now people say, this is a new novel concept of food being a medicine. And I tell them, 2,500 years ago, there was a Greek doctor named Hippocrates. What did he say? All diseases begin in the gut. Let food be thy medicine. Let thy medicine be the food. <laughs> Amazing. So there's something to be said about trust your gut. Trust your gut. And by the way, all my mom will say, listen to your gut. It's amazing. You know, I'm thinking, Naveen, there's another thing we have in common. We both obviously have a close relationship with our moms. Yeah. And I think that this is amazing that you, you look at the word impossible, you remove two words and everything's possible. Yes. Now, here's my, here, here's my question. This is firstly, it's so disruptive. Isn't this going to freak out huge pharmaceutical companies? Isn't this going to freak out no. saying this? You know, this guy that lives in Seattle, this guy, he, he's, I mean, he's going to figure out what people have to take. There goes doctors. There go, you know, let, you know, let's go put Naveen on Mars. He's messing everything up. But one interestingly thing is that, look, the way it starts is there are people who are going to prevent themselves from getting sick, right? And there are people who are going to get sick anyway, right? You can tell people all day, don't smoke, and they still do. That's right? true. So then we have a diagnostic test that says, hey, Anthony, can we diagnose the disease as early as possible so while it's still curable? And by the way, so we did the first thing with the cancer. So we're launching our test in April. For the first time, just a spit in a saliva. And we can tell you with 90%, 95, 96% specificity that you have a stage one oral cancer or stage one throat cancer, right? Just simply spitting on a tube. And our wow. sensitivity is 90% plus. And all that means is when we tell you you have a cancer, you have a cancer. When we tell you you don't have a cancer, you don't. Not like other tests, like, uh, you know, some other tests in the marketplace like Grail, their sensitivity is 40%. That means when they tell you you don't have a cancer, there's 60%, actually you do. 
right? And that is a fundamentally, so what we do is we literally look at your body and say, wow. oh my God, you have a cancer and we're launching a cancer detection test right now. That's going to be launched in April. The third part to tell you why the pharma companies still love us is once we understand that you have a disease, we can now go to a pharma company and say, look, this is what is causing this disease to happen. You can develop a drug against That's this target. You can develop a vaccine against these chronic diseases. So today what happens is all the vaccines are targeted for infectious diseases. That's it. For chronic diseases, all you do is manage the symptom. They simply suppress the symptom and then you have to take the drug rest of the life. We saw what if we can actually cure chronic diseases? What if we can cure rather than taking a depression drug for the rest of your life, rather than taking Amazing. a drug for diabetes for the rest of your life? What if you can cure them? So we actually saw what was causing autoimmune disease. By the way, it is no, no cure today. Today, the only thing they do is give you biologics to suppress your immune system. That's all they do. We found what was causing it and we went to GSK and they're actually developing a vaccine against that. We saw the same thing on colorectal cancer. We said, look, this is what's causing the cancer. And now they're developing a drug against colorectal cancer, therapeutics for colorectal cancer, right? To me, that is so why drug companies love us is, look, there are people who are going to get sick, irrespective, I want to prevent everything. So there was someone who asked me, I think a couple of weeks ago, and he said, Naveen, in 10 years, yeah, what well, would you like to see this company Wyom become? And I said, my success will be when my diagnostic business is shut down and my therapeutic business is completely shut down, that will be my success. That means I have prevented everyone from getting wow. sick. Right. That's, that's a great answer that. So, okay. I, I know you and because I know you and because this is an incredible premise, I want you to be hugely successful and I want all our followers to go out and, and can I ask you one devil's advocate question? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So there's one guy that's driving on the freeway now saying, okay, one second, this sounds unbelievable, but we, we just had this court case with Elizabeth Holmes with, uh, with her. Uh, this sounds different, but she made these huge claims. If, yeah. if, if someone was saying that right now to you, Naveen, how, how, yeah. would, how, how would you get them, get them comfortable? For, so number one thing is we have published a paper on everything we do. So our published paper on oral cancer, right. throat cancer is published in nature. Right? Our paper for biological aging is published in cell. Every single paper, how we do our tech, how we analyze a gene expression a is published in every peer-reviewed paper. But here's better than that. Our cancer detection test is not something we make a claim on. We have the FDA breakthrough device designation on our test. That means FDA looked at it and said, this is so unbelievable. Right. In, you know what the, breakthrough device designation means is it is so unbelievable that nothing like this ever ever existed and it's going to save human lives. This right? is the, so the FDA, this, FDA said this? FDA, they gave That's us insane. a breakthrough device designation. That is what wow. that means, right? And only Huge. so far in the life of FDA, only I think they've done it like a couple of dozen times to no, when no, they saw something. Very rare. Right? Very rare. So my point is, so when people say, is it, but look, FDA has looked at it. It's not like we... Our labs are CMS CLIA yeah, certified lab. We just had the inspection from the CLIA month ago. They came out and saying zero, not like, hey, these are the recommendations. They say there is nothing that we will tell you to change because we have never seen a lab work in this high quality. And, and right? Theranos, whatever the company, Elizabeth Holmes, they never touched FDA. They never touched. It was all a CMS. No, CMS told them to shut down because they said they need to be shut down. Wow. 
right? So my point is, yeah. yes, she has tarnished the reputation of the healthcare industry, right? But at the okay. same time, there are bad apples everywhere. everywhere. I agree. Everywhere, right? So you cannot let one bad apple destroy the whole crop of fruits, right? Just because there is a bad apple, it doesn't mean you're going to stop eating apples or you're going to start growing. Stop growing <laughs> I'm apples. with you, brother. Okay, let's pivot for a second and um, let's talk about your book, Moonshots. What? Mm-hmm. What? To explain to our listeners a little bit about what you mean by. The concept and, and, and just the idea of, of, of a world of abundance, especially when the last 18 months people have been hunkered down, uh, people have, you know, coronavirus has made people so myopic and, and they're just trying to survive. And so I think the moonshot is an idea that was essentially something that looked impossible, that humans are going to leave the, our spacecraft and planet Earth and go into a different planet? What are you kidding me? That was an impossible thing to believe. And that was a moonshot, right? Interesting thing about moonshots are they look very, very difficult or impossible. But once you achieve them, we say, oh, of course, I mean, that was just given. We will do that, right? And the concept that, you know, abundance and scarcity is the human mind is actually, to some extent, evolved to think about two things, negativity and negative thoughts and fear, right? And the reason is when we were living in the savannas of Africa, if you missed the bad news, you, you got, your gene pool got wiped out, your tiger ate you. Because if you could not see some bad news, you were dead. Done. If you missed the good news, nothing happened. And that's the reason why our mind, the amygdala in our brain, there is a portion of the brain called amygdala. amygdala yeah. It is constantly looking for fear. What is bad news going on? That is the reason every news, what happens in the news item? Very interesting. If it, if it bleeds, it leads every time. Person got killed, person got murdered, person got raped, person got arrested. That is the news. Reason is because amygdala is tuned to the bad news. So they feed you that, right? That's amazing. And second part of the thing is we have this concept that we have been told that everything is scarce. If you you have it, someone else doesn't have it. It's finite. And when you have something finite, you hold. And so people say, look, human beings are essentially greedy and things are finite, so I want as much of it as we need. And I tell people that human beings are actually not greedy. Human beings are extremely noble. In fact, so much so, the empathy and giving is built into our DNA. Think about it. When we lived as a tribe in the jungle, the only way we survived was our tribe survived. So we lived to take care of each other because that's the only way we survived, right? Now, interesting concept. Yeah, interesting concept here is that Today, when people are mindset of scarcity, they think I need all of it, right? Think about it, what happens. There is something that we believe is an abundance, which is air. Right. Did you notice that you go go to the Mets game or Yankees game, 50,000, 75,000 people sitting next to each other. You don't slap the guy next to you and say, (laughs) I just saw you take a deep breath. That was my air. Why is it? Because air is in abundance. So what we do, we democratize it, we demonetize. It's free for everyone. Everyone can breathe as much as they want. It is in abundance. Now imagine, what do we fight over? We fight over energy, right? The Gulf War, we fight over water, and we fight over land. Yep. Now imagine, 
every 90 minutes, more solar energy falls on our planet than we use in the whole year. Simply a, ma- simply a matter of conversion. Now, I'm going to g- give you listeners something really interesting. A couple of hundred years ago, what was the most precious metal on planet Earth? A couple of hundred years ago? Yeah. More precious than uh, gold and silver? Yes. Aluminium. Aluminium. Right. It was so precious, if you notice the top of the Washington Monument is aluminium. In fact, when Napoleon hosted a king of Siam, he fed all the generals on a gold plate, all the troops on a silver plate. And with the king of Siam, they aluminium. served him on an aluminium plate. Wow. Right. Interestingly, was aluminium was in abundance on earth, except that it was in the form of bauxite, which is very hard to extract. Then the technology called electrolysis came about, and then we actually extract from bauxite instantly. And guess what? It became so cheap, we throw it away. Now, what will be the electrolysis of the solar energy that actually makes it so cheap that we become the energy becomes democratized, demonetized, and it's free? Like energy becomes the next air. When energy becomes the next air, it is free. You can have a free fresh water because you can desalinize it. You can have dirtiest water in a pond and you can distill it, right? So suddenly you have free fresh water because it's free energy. And now what if you have free energy, free fresh water, you can have free food. Land. Interesting. Land is another part. Now imagine the reason that we believe the land is finite is because we believe we can only live on planet Earth. If you look up, we are, our planet Earth is a tiny dot in our solar system. Our solar system is invisible in our galaxy. Our galaxy couldn't be seen in our multi-galaxy and our multi-galaxy couldn't be seen in our universe. And our universe may be just a tiny dot in a multiverse. So my point is just our mindset thinking we live here and that's the only land we have. What if we could live on not just moon, Mars and Venus beyond our solar system into a different solar system in our galaxy, beyond our galaxy into a different galaxy, beyond our universe into a different universe. Where is the shortage of land? Where is the scarcity of land? Where is the scarcity of water? Where is the scarcity of... Mindset is the only thing that's scarce. And you and I, the fact you are having this discussion with me, your podcast, your show is going to change the mindset of people to believe... Everything is possible and nothing is scarce. It is scarcity comes in your mind. That's it's amazing. Naveen, that's probably the underpinning of the show. I'm going to ask you probably a question you've never been asked before because I know this because our audience are mainly millennials. So let's talk, let's stay on abundance. Someone said to me, you know, and I was brutally honest, said, Anthony, it's hard for me to be successful for somebody else. So you, yep. you, re, you read six months from now, Anthony Gordon's podcast, uh, bigger yep. than Joe Rogan. You're going to yep, yep. be happy. You're going to be happy for me, right? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Now, tell, I, I know that because I know you. But why do, why do you think that a lot of the younger generation, and they're honest with me, they, mm. they, they struggle with this concept. Like, if that guy's successful, it's a guy, you know, it, it, that means that there's less shot for me. No. So that is called a zero-sum game. Yeah, zero-sum. Zero-sum game and basically what's called the mindset of scarcity. If he got billionaire, yeah. I can't be one, right? Right. So point is, in our mind, 
just in fact every success allows you to become even more successful because one entrepreneur can create a platform on top of that you can build a lot of other things on top of that so we can all be successful by working together, together. not working against each other the another concept that you may find really you know interesting about you talk about the millennials and how they think in their mind the reason they believe it is not possible is because they have been conditioned upon thinking that Bingo. just because they are young they cannot do this right or yes. if they fail their life will be completely destroyed in fact interestingly it may happen in some places i don't maybe but in silicon valley just because you have failed three times doesn't make somebody not fund you the fourth time they say this That's guy got scar scar on right example he is going to go out and do it again right right point and that is the key is to be believe everything is possible and even though you may fail on a certain idea but that does not mean you would not learn from it to go out and succeed on the next idea right it's amazing navin as our speech i'm thinking i i think i got this from my late mom maybe you did as well the the lack of restriction the lack of self sabotage i would say i'm a white jewish guy who would have thought i'm involved with you know some of the mm-hmm. the most prominent uh black athletes i'm i'm family to them you know people say mm-hmm. well they're never going to trust me you're a brown guy that was born in india i just think that you don't put up restrictions and you don't lock yourself down and and i think that that is part of the reason why you let yourself dream and if you can dream it you can be it and better yet that part that they won't trust you starts in your not being authentic with them because yes. these you start to feel oh my god he's a black guy i need to talk black to him right being yeah, 100% right? and the death and they so sense good. it it's like you're a fucking white guy don't talk exactly. black exactly <laughs> it's so true that i just had a conversation that said one guy from the nfl said one of the reasons why i like you anthony is you don't pretend to be me just <laughs> yes, be you right. dude that's my point so the reason they love us <laughs> is because beautiful. i am unapologetically me i love it man. i don't speak the same way they do i don't look the same way they I do love it, buddy. i don't think the way they do and guess what that's what makes me who i am and i love myself the way that's i it. am the whole podcast was worth for just for these millions of clones out there then all trying to look like Kim Kardashian just be you because you were put on this world for a specific unique mission you've got the tools and stop getting whiplash thinking about what other people think and you know every one of us even our parents or teacher have this idea about i'm going to teach you something i'm going to take you to the water and i'm going to make you drink and what i realized in the long time ago was all you have to do is to make them thirsty because once you make someone yeah. thirsty they will find their own water and they will drink and what is the thirst you can create in millennials intellectual curiosity that's great once you But- make someone curious life changes they are never satisfied they want to learn i was just like give me an example give me an idea yeah, give me an example idea so i'm here right so i have nothing to do with uh, healthcare i was just curious why do people get sick in fact i just finished reading a book on quantum uh, mechanics right i was just curious that if you think you and i and i touch you i give you a hug you feel right. like a solid body yep i know scientifically you are made of atoms 
right? It's all water and skin, it's all atoms. Atoms are made of electrons and protons. What are they made of? They're made of quarks. What are they made of? They're made of energy. So you are simply a floating energy. I know that. When I touch you, I don't feel that floating energy. I feel like a solid person. I wanted to know how is it that my mind fools me into thinking I'm sitting on a chair that is solid. I'm touching someone that is solid, even though it's not there, right? And we realize it is simply the haptic feedback that I get from my uh, touching someone. My brain thinks is that's what is I'm taught to be solid. Now, imagine I'm going to give you something really interesting here. Remember, there were wireline phones. There used to be a phone that were plugged into the wall and yeah, that's yeah. the only way you could get a call, right? Now yeah. we have these wireless. You can take your phone anywhere and you can run with it, right? Right. Imagine when you are seeing something. Yep. You see, you don't see through your eyes. You see through your brain. Eyes are just a sensor that sends the light. You don't hear through your ears. Ears are simply sending the signal to the brain, the brain. and brain hears it. Your sensors, your eyes, ears, nose, are attached to the wall, which is called the human body. Now, what if you can take your sensors, put them somewhere else? So your eyes are now in Paris. Your ears are in Paris. Your nose <laughs> is in Paris. Your haptic feedback is in Paris. And now it is sending the signal to your brain. Does your brain not know that you are in Paris? Answer: your brain does not know that you're not in Paris because it sees the same thing that you were there because sensors are telling him you're there. That's, That's the only insane. way you know, right? Now, imagine if you can be sensors in Paris and New York at the same time. So my mother used to say, you can never be in two places at the same, the same time. time. I'm going to prove my mother wrong. You can be in two places at the same time. Right? Because brain doesn't know the difference, right? And other part is, you know, the brain doesn't have this concept of don't do something. The minute I tell you, don't think about ice cream, the first thought comes to your mind is ice cream. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. It's so great. The point I'm trying to make is that ultimately our lives are going to change in the future because in olden days when we wanted to connect to the internet, we dialed into the internet, right? Yeah. Modem. Today, we do the same thing when we are communicating today with you. I'm speaking, which is like a low bandwidth communication. Right. Imagine if it was a connected brain, I was simply, my brain was connected to everybody out there. And suddenly, instead of my speaking, they can just get my thoughts out there. Instead of sitting four years in a college, you upload the professor's brain, right? And now you learn everything. You can subscribe to their brain. So as they learn something new, you get it. And now you're going to say, well, my brain is limited. Well, guess what? It doesn't have to be. You know why our brain is limited? Because our brain at the head had to go through the mother's birth canal. That's the only reason this is small, right? Now, if we can connect our brain to the cloud, Suddenly, you have unlimited capacity. And people say, I will never allow that. Here's how it happens. Yep. When you and I were young, we remembered yep. all, the phone, all the phone numbers, all the information, right? Yeah, sure. What do we do now? Is my information is on my cell phone. 100%. What does it really mean? It's not on cell. It's sitting on a cloud. Right. I'm simply using a phone to get that. Beautiful people analogy. say, oh, so I have taken the hippocampus, which is my memory, out in the cloud. Now, people say, that's okay. But I don't want my decision-making power to go away. And, right? Yeah, yeah. Change what happens. I am driving, and my map tells me to make a left turn. and think, that Google shit doesn't know anything. I know the shortcut. I'm taking a right turn. I get stuck in a traffic. Next time when Google says make a left turn, I'm making a left turn. Guess what? Now we I have taken all the decision-making power given it to someone else. And this is literally Jeez. how 
our brains are now going to be connected to the cloud, like Neuralink that Elon is doing, brains yeah. get connected. Yeah. Suddenly you have unlimited brain, unlimited mm-hmm. capacity. So when you and I talk about two brains are better than one, remember that saying? The two better, yeah, sure. Two, two, right? two brains are better than one. Imagine 7.4 billion brains connected to each other solving a problem. Is yes. there any problem that cannot be solved? No, it's, it's insane. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. And, and, you know, I, I, firstly, I want to be respectful of your time. There's two questions I ask every guest. Yeah. Okay. Ask me. Ask me. You have 10, 15 minutes alone with anyone in the world dead mm-hmm. or alive, mm-hmm. who would that person be and why? You know, honestly... Besides Anthony it, Gordon. Yeah. So I tell you what, it is not the person. It is about the people in their era. So if you go back and look at the era previous to us, different circumstances. What I learned, you know, I read books and I read documentary to know what Alexander the Great was thinking when he decided he wanted to conquer the world. What was going through his mind? I, I like to learn why people react in a certain way. And even though it may never be applicable to me, but the human human body hasn't changed. Human brain hasn't changed. We are still very primal for all practical purposes. Yeah, 100%. Right? Nothing has changed, right? So to answer your question specifically, anybody who is worth meeting, I probably have. Yeah, no, I would say so. That's a great answer. With the, the although it sounds like uh, if I I would like to spend ten minutes with my late mom. She, you, know, you know, honestly, I mean that. Look, I would have done. I would have loved to meet all my great, 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 great yeah. uh, grandfathers, grandmothers to really see what was it in they did to make my great grandfather to be that smart and what they did to make my grandfather yeah. to be that smart. And I'm simply a product of their stuff, right? That's great. So I, this is, I'm going to push this out on all my platforms because there's so yeah. much content here that here's the final question before the curtain yeah. comes down. Uh, and that's the following. Uh, you're 99 years old, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate cake comes out. There's a yeah. lot of candles there. Mm-hmm. You got your significant other, your kids, mm-hmm. you've got your buddies. Hopefully I'll be there. The boom mic goes around. What do you want them to be saying about Naveen Jain? Honestly, a great father, a, a, a person who dedicated his life to making other people's life better. And if that's all they say, that will make me the happiest person uh, on earth. You know, it's unbelievable. That's, I know that's genuine because I know you. So I want to say this, Naveen. I'm not saying this just because you're buddy and I'm sure we, you and I have got a going to be very connected for the years to come. It's so refreshing to speak to someone who is focused on the solution, not the problem, and who really is here genuinely to make the world a better place. Naveen, it's been an honor and a pleasure, buddy. I'm hoping that you'll have huge success. Give me, give my listeners just the website to go to, to check out a little bit more about uh, the, I love the byline of making illness an option. Yes. So that, that website for uh, getting a kit is yes. V as in Victor, I-O-M-E.com, Wyom.com. If you want to learn more about me, go to NaveenGen.com. That's my name at uh, NaveenGen.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Instagram. Send me an email. I always answer everything you send. Naveen, continued success, brother. I look forward to our Thank journey you. together. Thank you, Ryan. Okay. Amazing.